You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There you can also learn more about our congregation where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Psalm 111, Lucan Psalter Translation. Alleluia. I will thank you, Lord, with all of my heart in the meeting of the just and their assembly. Great are your works to be pondered by all who love them. Majestic and glorious are your works, and your justice stands firm forever. You make us remember your wonders. You are compassionate and love. You give food to those who revere you keeping your covenant ever in mind. You reveal to your people the power of your actions by giving them the lands of the nations as their inheritance. The works of your hands are truth and justice, and all your precepts are sure, standing firm forever and ever, and carried out uprightly and faithfully. You have sent deliverance to your people and established your covenant forever. Your name is holy and all-inspiring. Reverence for Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who have it prove themselves wise. Your praise will last forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Tricia. Children are so good at raising shouts of joy. I meant it when I, when I said to them that we adults too often forget how to shout. We get embarrassed so easily. That wasn't always true of the people called Methodists. John Wesley was soundly criticized by his Anglican brothers for what they called enthusiasms. Seems us Methodists were too loud when we praised God, when we sang and danced and shouted. Somewhere, somehow, many of us Methodists have forgotten that. It's too bad. Instead, we usually take to heart what Archie Bunker kept telling his long-suffering wife. Stifle yourself, Edith. Too often, we stifle ourselves. Too often, we lose our voice. Finding a voice, to give voice to your heart, to give voice to your faith, to give voice to a promise, it really is part of us. And we give voice to be heard, to be understood. Giving voice means we can speak and we can ask to be listened to, be understood. What happens when that voice, when our voice becomes a scream? Trapped by COVID, when your life partner sometimes feels more like a life sentence. Or worse, if you're alone or with others in this time and you begin to retreat inwards even more. Or maybe if you're a person of color, 
who's been quiet for too long and in the face of personal injustice and ignorance and those microaggressions that many of us are too blind to see. Or maybe you've lost a mother or father or a sister or brother or a child or a grandparent. Or you've lost your job or your home or maybe your faith in human beings or worse yet, your faith in yourself as a beloved child of God. When that voice too long inside of you, stifled, unbidden, starts to fill your lungs and then fills the air, when your voice empties everything you have into the air and into God with one long cry, with one long wail. Here's how the poet Edward Hirsch put that scream into a poem written early in the COVID lockdown. Eight people died on my block in Brooklyn last week, and I didn't know what it meant to be living at one remove. From each other, worry, isolated, locked up with the relentless bad news, while ambulances cruised the neighborhood, which was otherwise so calm and quiet that I wondered if God too had gone into hiding and sheltered in place. It's quite a poem. Can you make your scream, however, heard as a prayer of praise? That's hard. That's really, really hard. It's really, really hard to say hallelujah when you're facing things like that. I've sometimes seen that, and usually it's in, from the safety of my own living room watching someone else whose whole world has been destroyed by a tornado or a flood or some other catastrophe being interviewed in the rubble that was once their home, their life, and saying things like, thank God we still have our lives. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could raise a hallelujah then. I don't know if like Job, I could say something like God gives the good and the bad and still praise God. That's why we have the praise Psalms to give us the words when we only have screams to give. Psalm 111, we heard Tricia recite for us, is one of those Psalms. It's a cry of praise. It's not a Thanksgiving prayer. Nowhere in Psalm 111 do we hear the psalmist giving thanks for anything, or do we hear him giving uh, a request for anything, like we do with his other psalms. Nowhere do we hear the psalmist asking for something. Instead, it's a prayer only of praise. Each line is a prayer celebrating God and what God can do. And we know that the one who wrote this prayer, who prayed this prayer, thought very hard in creating this prayer. How do we know that? This psalm is an acrostic. In Hebrew, the first word of each couplet, there are 22 of them in this psalm, two for each of the 11 lives. Each couplet begins with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And they are arranged in the alphabetical order, alphabet order. So the first line can be translated, I acclaim, begins with the Hebrew word that begins with aleph, 
the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The next couplet translated in the council or in the, in the group or in the host begins with the second letter, bet. And through all 22 couplets to the last, his praise, which begins with tav, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Now, Hebrew was considered a sacred language, it still is, of course, by, by our Jewish brothers and sisters. And the scribes and rabbis, the ancient ones, um, took this sacred language to each letter. Each Hebrew letter was, was vested, was given with a characteristic of creation and scripture and humanity. So Aleph, the first letter, stood for the paradox of God and humanity and of that relationship between the two. That stood for God's purpose and creation. And it goes all the way through the 22 letters until we get to Zet, Zez, which represents the seal of creation, of it being bound up into a whole. In this Psalm, with its acrostic design, we have a prayer that has a deep structure, a deep meaning that would have been known to anyone in those days who prayed it in Hebrew as Jesus and the apostles did. This deep structure and meaning. It's a prayer that's been crafted to remind us of all of creation and God's plan for creation. A prayer that begins with a question of God's relationship with humankind and then ends with a testimony of creation and purpose. Can you make your scream a prayer of praise? The prophet Habakkuk managed to do that when he wrote the following words. He wrote in the close of his book about trust and joy in the midst of trouble. Here's how he put it. Though the fig tree does not bloom and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the Lord of my salvation. God, the God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and makes me tread upon the heights. A prayer of praise in a time of famine and destruction. Can we do that? Can we raise our voices in praise when we feel bad? Now, if Psalm 111 seems too old fashioned, there's a wonderful song out now. It's by Jonathan and Melissa Hessler. It's called Raise a Hallelujah. It's a song that gives us a good push. Google that song or look it up on YouTube and hear them sing it. Raise a Hallelujah, it's tremendous energy. I'm just gonna recite for you the opening verses. You'll get an idea. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah, I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. I raise a hallelujah, fear 
you lost your hold on me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Listen to that song. Raise a hallelujah by the Hesslers. Amen. <laughs>